Hey there, Jessica Rodriguez here, your course expert over here at Member Vault. And let me just kick this off with, I will never forget the first time I created a course. You see, at that time, I was, let's say, burnt out with a capital B, and I knew that both my health and just my everyday life was not going to be able to sustain the rate I was working at. So I was working with a lot of one-on-one clients, and of course, just like any business, there is so much day-to-day things that happen behind the scenes that help the business run, and I had it all on my plate. So I had heard everything about courses, right? And how they were going to help me to scale beyond one-on-one. And I was going to be able to get to this place where I could be drinking margaritas on the beach and, you know, all of those great promises. And I was in, right? I was committed. I was at the point where I knew that I could not keep functioning the way that I was. So I had to change something, right? Like nothing changes if nothing changes. So that's great. I'm here. I'm committed. I'm going to do the things. And And just like many of us, I went out and I invested in what I was going to need in order to not only learn how to create a course, but also to be able to sell it and to be able to get it out to those who need it. Because at that time, I only knew what I knew, right? So I didn't know all of the different intricacies and things that were going to happen within a course. So at that time, I spent about a grand on a course that was going to teach me about webinars for selling my course. I spent a couple hundred bucks on the tech because back then, all of the options as far as course platforms were a lot higher uh, as far as tickets and the tech just didn't connect the way that it does today because it's been some time. And thankfully, tech has evolved since then. I then spent about three grand in ads because I was completely pivoting at the time too. So not only did I not want to take on -on one-on-one clients, but I was switching up my audience and I needed to essentially build an audience quickly where you can kind of pay in time and money. And I had the expertise behind me as far as ads were concerned to be able to invest in that way. So I showed up, I was ready. I actually did four webinars back to back. So I did one each week because that's what I was taught. And you can refine the webinar based on who's buying and who's not and, you know, really get a feel for things. And I knew it was going to take work, but hey, we got to work for what we, what we're accomplishing here, right? So I was willing to do it and I went through that full month and got zero sales. Four webinars, three grand in ads, a grand on a course, countless hours in Googling, all of the tech, everything that I had purchased there was for nothing, literally nothing. And I will never forget when I closed my laptop after the last webinar that I did. So the fourth webinar, and I was just bawling. My husband comes in and he's like, what's going on? Like, I failed. (laughs) I mean, like, I mean, what else am I supposed to say? I just, I did all of this, right? Like this was supposed to work. This was supposed to be the thing that got me out of this spot, right? Like I was going to make a change and I showed up and I did what I was told to do and it didn't matter, right? Like, what am I supposed to do now? And 
he felt bad. I felt bad, right? Just because, of course, your significant other never wants to see you upset and hurting. And I just didn't know what I was supposed to do. And I took a couple of days and I let myself wallow, right? I let myself have that moment of just like, no, I just want to be mad right now. I want to let these feelings happen um, before I even think about what I'm going to do next. Because I don't know, I kind of put all my eggs in this basket. So after that, I had made the decision to try again. Like, you know what? Sometimes you have those stories where people are down and out and all of this and like, maybe I could be that story, right? Like, let me try one more time uh, in order to do this. So I went and relaunched the course again. And when I did it a second time, I got one sale, which would have been good, except I was also offering a community to go through it as a group. And I had one person. And I was like, I don't even know if that is more embarrassing than zero sales. I feel like it is because now somebody else knows, right? Like I was all in my head about this. And what wound up happening from that moment is that I had to take a step back, right? Like clearly this wasn't working. Me just trying to push through and be determined and show up and do the work, which, you know, there's always a time for all of that. But I mean, the data was showing, right? Like this was not working for me. So I took a a step back and I said, look, I built this audience. It's not the biggest audience. It's also not the smallest audience, right? So why don't I go to them And really ask them what it is that they want. Because what I did is I created something that solved a problem I had previously. So I'm like, if I had it, all these other people have to have it too, because I hear people talking about it. So I'll create the solution. I never actually talked to the audience about it first. So I went back and I found that out of this eight module course that I had created, really what people wanted was in module one. So I tried to create this whole how to start a business and structure a business and all of this at that time because I had plenty of experience in it. And all they wanted to know was how I grew my very first business so quickly while working over 80 hours a week because I was working four jobs at the time. So how was I able to do that? How did I find that time? How did I know what were the revenue generating tasks versus the busy work? Like, how did I figure that out? How did I manage my time of everyday life working because I was working a lot then? Like, how did that all happen? And I was like, that's module one. You only want the beginning. So I took that piece, resold it, because, or repackage it, I say, and then sold it. And it wound up bringing in over a little bit over 50 grand in the business. I was completely blown away because I would have never, never assumed that that was the real gold of this entire program that I had created. At the time, I had created all of the lessons, all the workbooks, everything in advance, which I absolutely teach you against. And we'll talk about that in a second. And I learned so much during those few months, along with building my own belief around what it actually told or what it actually took to be 
a profitable course creator. And the lessons that I want to talk about here with you is not only a result of that, but as the years have gone on, because you know, markets are always shifting and things are evolving. We are different people than we were back when I first created a course. We are different people than we were a year or two years ago. So we want to really keep that in mind when you are going into courses and what that really looks like. So I want to go over these top five things in hopes that it allows you to really see which one is your pain point right now, which is the one that really speaks to you. And this urges you to go, oh, you know what? Let me go work on that, right? Like, let me pause whatever I'm doing. Let me work on this first, and then I can move forward. It's that concept of slowing down to speed up. And I want to make sure you have that on hand for yourself. So number one is that your mindset has more to do with your success than your strategy. Now, I am a strategist through and through. I love a great strategy. I come up with them all day long. Like that's that's my job. That's what I do, right? And I take a lot of pride in the fact that I can align the right strategy to your specific personality, lifestyles, goals. However, if you are coming in and saying that a course can't work for your business because you're not techie enough, because your industry is already saturated, because you're not as big as, you know, fill in the blank with whoever is the influencer or one of the top influencers in your space. If it's because you offered it once and it didn't go as planned, if it's because you don't have a big email list, you don't have a big audience, if it's because you worry about the financials that go into it, like I just don't have enough money right now in order to spend on all the tools, which again, we're in a lot different place than we used to be as far as that's concerned. But when all of these are coming up, guess what you're going to create? Exactly what you believe, right? So if there is that lingering thought that says, a course isn't going to work for me because blank, and this could be perceived experience, like this is what I think is going to happen, or it could even be based on past experience. So if you had offered or launched a course before and it didn't go as planned, you can hold on to that, right? And go, oh, it didn't work for me before, or it's collecting dust, you know, from before, all of that. I want you to really check in with yourself because I find that that is absolutely going to lead into what your future results are as well. So a concept that I teach within Clients to Courses, which is our flagship program over here at Freedom Driven Success, is finding what those hesitations are for you. So what are those fears and those beliefs coming up? And then for each one, I want you to kind of play a a treasure hunt game, let's say. (laughs) I feel like I'm saying the wrong name there, but I want you to go on a little hunt and I want you to find the positive proof that shows the opposite. Okay. So for example, find somebody who has a small audience, but has sold a course. And has sold a course maybe to the extent that you want to. Um, Find someone who is not tech savvy and has still created a profitable course. They most likely just use tools that met them with that, right? And that's why I always lead people to Member Vault because I work with a lot of people that aren't tech savvy. And I'm like, great, because it's so easy to figure out compared to other platforms that are out there that I know it will already save a ton of time and energy if I could get them into Member Vault and just have them, you know, go ahead and plug and play than having them trying to connect, you know, 80 different things all together and, you know, kind of having this duct tape going on in the background. That is a disaster for someone who isn't techie. Um, if it is that 
you know, there's a lot of courses in your industry. So then go look at someone who's winning in your industry that isn't the top influencer. You're going to see a lot of people. I see so many people in my space whenever someone new comes up into my feed that their name is not familiar to me. I'm always like, that's awesome because there's room for more. It just shows that the problem isn't solved yet, which brings your own view into it. So I want you to catch what your specific beliefs are and just be aware of as they come up. Anytime I'm talking here on the podcast, if you're like, but what about, I want you to explore that. Okay. And then you can look for that positive proof of who's someone who was able to do it that way. And if so, why not you? It's showing it's it's possible. So now it becomes that decision. And when you make that decision for yourself, it becomes a lot easier to then go into the next pieces of business, right? There are always going to be things that don't go as planned or things that catch fire, you know, all of that kind of stuff, because it's just part of business. But you're able to navigate it a lot better when your mind is already in the right spot of, no, no, I believe this is possible. I have proof that this is possible. Now I just have to navigate the bumps that come with it because that is going to happen as well. But if my mindset is in the right place, I am in the right place. The next one is the fact that the certainty you're looking for actually comes from the transaction. So when I shared my story earlier, I had mentioned how one of the things that I did is I had created the whole course workbooks, it was audios, it was all uploaded, it, you know, everything was ready to go, the graphics, all of this stuff. So when it didn't sell, I had all of that time, money and energy put in to something that till this day, people have not seen that course, right? Like it, it, it was the course that never was. So with that, what we always teach and what we promote and what I will scream from the rooftops of is to instead pre-sell before you create it, okay? Because the only way you're going to be able to validate that your course idea is a go and that it's a winner and that people want it is that they pay for it. It is very easy to post in a Facebook group or on social media or anything like that and say, hey, I'm thinking of creating a course on X. Would you buy it? Everyone's going to say yes. And then all of a sudden you create it, you put it out in front of them, and then you're like, "Um, why aren't they buying Well, because it's very easy to say yes when money is not on the line, right? The minute you have to have a transaction, you're going to think about it. Do I need this? Do I need this now? Is this the right fit? Does this solve a problem for me? All of those things now come into play. So if instead you are able to pre-sell it, and we have a mini course that you'll see in our own uh, member vault called Pre-Sell and Profit, if you're interested in grabbing it and going, but it shows you exactly how to, one, do the market research, Again, we don't want to make the mistakes I made. We're going to hear from the audience directly what it is that they truly want, what they are willing to purchase. And there's a very specific way that we uh, do that market research, but you're going to ask them the questions. And then once you have that, you're going to outline your course, get it all on paper. Here's your price. Here's who it's for. Here's what's included, whether it's your modules, your group, all of that good stuff. You get it right on a doc. Google Docs are my fave. You can pick your own. And then we send it. To everyone who filled out that market research, we do a short promotion on social and with any email list that you have now, and we allow people to go ahead and purchase it, let them know the future date. So if you purchase today, in two weeks, we're going to start. People don't mind that they have to wait a a period of time. They just need to know what that time is so that they can make an informed decision. 
Um, I love this because it also makes it that you are now accountable because how easy is it for you to go, oh yeah, I'm totally going to create this course next month because it's going to be less busy. And then next month comes and you're like, okay, next month. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna wait till the next quarter, right? You're gonna keep kicking the can down. So instead, what we wanna do is this gives you that level of accountability because if somebody has paid for something, you better believe you are going to sit down with your pajamas on or whatever and start grabbing a mic and recording if that is your course, right? Like you are going to make it happen because that's what you do already when you are working in your business, that level of accountability you give that to yourself. Okay. Then from there, number three is remembering that the name of the game is transformation, not perfection. Okay. So the course that you start with today, most likely will not or should not look the same in a few years. Why? Because you're going to grow, you're going to evolve, your topic is going to grow and evolve. The way that you train or the way that you work with people is going to grow and evolve, which means that your course will as well. And if you are trying to get your course perfect on the first go, you are putting not only an immense amount of pressure, but you're putting unrealistic expectations about yourself. You're essentially saying you're never getting better than this point right? Like what I put out is so perfect that I could never do anything better. Really? You don't want to grow? You don't want to evolve? You don't want to get better? Like I would, I always want to do that, right? Like I almost want to be embarrassed by my previous content, like because it just shows how much I can grow. So I always go through the courses that we have. I typically go through in the summer and I'll listen through the modules and kind of play it as I'm working and things like that. And I just look for, hey, is there an area to improve? So sometimes I go through and I'm like, no, the content's still good. We're fine. Check back in next summer. Other times I listen through and I go, oh, yeah, I would explain that differently. And if I find that there's a good amount of that, I will redo it, right? Or I'll add extra resources or things like that to it. But if I was trying to get it perfect, there's, there's literally no way that I can do that. I have to put it out there. I have to get feedback. And in Member Vault, we have the options for people to be adding their feedback there on your course, right? To be able to ask questions and do those things. You have those features available where you can get feedback, take that, and then improve the course and improve it again. Some of those things you'll never know until somebody tells you because it's impossible to know that, hey, my audience actually wants you know, videos to be a certain way or these certain captions or these, this, like you, you're not going to know until you get that feedback from them. So this is why we're going to put it out there. We're not going to focus on perfection. We are going to focus on the transformation. Am I helping them to get from point A to point B in the fastest way possible? If so, I'm winning. That's it. We're good. If not, that's where we have a problem, right? Because we're focused on the transformation. I have been through courses that are I'm actually going through one right now. There is no login access. It's just through Hello Audio where they're sending me a link to the podcast and then the actual sheets are linked in the show notes. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Do I care? No, I'm still getting the result, right? I'm still consuming the content. I'm moving along. And then for others, I go in and they have all these different bells and whistles and quizzes and this and this and this. It's like, oh, that's awesome. They probably have 
been established in this program enough to where they could put the money and time to build out those things. And that's great too, but I'm not going to compare myself to somebody who has had a course out there for a lot longer, maybe more financial, you know, ability to make that better in that in that way for their audience, the team, all of those kind of things matter. So I want you to really focus on the transformation above all. The rest will show itself in time. Number four is the fact that promotion is not passive. Okay, you can make your course as passive as you want. We have a lot of options in Member Vault where people can find it. They can, you know, buy it right there within your library. You can have emails that link to it. You can have on your website. You can have all of this kind of stuff. So there can always be options for people to buy it. It can also be passive as far as the fact that there is no access to you. You have certain emails that are set up to go out at a certain time so they can find it and they can purchase it. However, that is not going to get you high return on your course because you have to be out there and you have to handle the promotion of it. You have to market your course. You have to be willing to go out there and talk about it and talk about it in different ways and talk about it with different people and different angles and all of that great stuff. So it's really understanding that just because your course may be passive as far as the delivery, as far as some of the places that people can buy, this does not allow you to skip out on marketing the course itself. So whether you are doing that with organic or you are doing it with paid, a mix of both, you need to be showing up for your course. You want it to show up for you, you have to show up for it first as far as talking about it and letting people know that it exists and they can find it in your member vault on your website, right? Wherever you're, you have your payment option, you're letting them know where to go to it. So remember that that part is not the passive part of courses and you want to have a plan in place that's going to allow you to continue to share that course. And then the final one I'm going to leave you with is the fact that most people give up before it gets good simply because they've overcomplicated it. Now, I talked about this a bit uh, in a previous point as far as whether it's the tools that you're creating, whether it is, you know, I want to have videos and workbooks and transcripts and captions and this and this and this, and you keep like adding all this stuff when it's maybe just you right now for your course, you're overcomplicating it for yourself and you're actually making it where it is not feasible for you to do all of this at one time. So instead, if you can write all of that down on the pa- on a piece of paper or in your notebook and say, okay, this is where my course is evolving. So what is the easiest way that I can get it out there today? What is the easiest way that I can let people know about it? Um, what is the easiest way that I can have people access it? And I can go ahead and share it at that point. Then from there, you can set benchmarks for yourself of, hey, we're going to come in after two months and we're going to add this feature, or we're going to come back in and now we're going to explore selling on an evergreen funnel, or we're going to explore now live launching it. So maybe you pre-sold it first and now you're going to live launch it. Like we're going to come back and do those things. So you're really starting to reel yourself in as far as am I overcomplicating this? And the easiest question you can ask is, how can I allow this to be easy? And then look at everything you have listed as far as your course and see what you can take away. 
And it doesn't have to be to take away forever, although for some people you need to, Um, but it could just be a later, right? Because it doesn't have to be perfect at day one. It does have to get results for people. Okay. So that is what we're always leading with. We don't want to get into all of the weeds so far that you're not even out there sharing your course because you're in the back end, like trying to make all of these different unicorns jump around and all of this in your course. We want to simplify it as much as possible and then allow it to grow and evolve over time. And this is how you keep your profits in check with that course too, because you're focused on having a powerful transformation for your audience, allowing that transformation to be known by people, which is sharing it, right? This is the part that isn't passive. So you're sharing it out there. And then as you're making money, you can start taking a percentage of that, investing it back into making your course better, whether that is having you know, better video, whether that is investing in captions and somebody to do the full transcripts, like all of those kind of things, you can do that as you have the money in, and then you can invest. I and I always do a percentage of it back into the course to make it better because this is that ongoing journey. And if you do want to simplify your business and focus on less offers and make those offers really powerful, then this is exactly how you do it, right? Because it goes with you on the journey of business. So with that, I'm going to end it here. And I hope this was helpful for you. I hope there was at least one point that you hit and said, oh, oh, okay, I need to work on that. So whether it was your mindset having to do more with your success than your strategy, or if it was finding the certainty that you want from the transaction, so really focusing on pre-selling first, if it is the need to focus on the transformation, not the perfection of your course that is tripping you up right now, or the fact that you need to promote. That promotion is not passive, so how can you get out there and share your course more, your existing course, to the world? Or the final one is letting go of overcomplicated strategies. So really allowing yourself the beauty of seeing success by not overcomplicating it. So if you connected with this and you want to chat more, you can find me inside the Member Vault Collaborative over on Facebook. And of course, I love hanging out on Instagram. So feel free to say hi over at Freedom Driven Success. And if you want to learn more about having a profitable online course in your business, you can find me at freedomdrivensuccess.com.